continuing the user experience for all series. I'm thinking about the topic of chartering and launching teams and then building teams as learning machines that are adaptive and capable of producing and improving both. And I think there's a variety of pieces that I, I want to sort of explore and lay out. I have uh, some sparse notes, not really much notes, like kind of a, a list of concepts. And as I go through this list, I really want to emphasize that this doesn't have a linear flow. I'll describe it in a linear way, but then you can break this into different pieces and parts where you can have like a sketch or a rough idea of meeting a particular need and how you're going to go about it. And um, in creating your team, your service, your, your business. Uh, sometimes a team is almost like a business within a business. And you have some kind of criteria, like somehow there's this, this inciting starting incident of we see need for a capability and now suddenly what didn't exist now needs to come into existence. And I've I've been privileged where uh, throughout my career, I am very comfortable with the newness and I have helped start lots of teams and have done so in different sides of organizations. Um, that's, uh, I think, so, so I'm mining this, this experience as I, as I share um, this nonlinear list of pieces to, to think about. Areas of concern to put effort and thought into to create a um, to create a team that, that can have a, a healthy life cycle. And a healthy life cycle is they're going to do something useful for, the, um, for three important constituencies. The audience that they're here to serve, sort of um, who's out there in the world that you're making someone's life better through that product or service you're making. And then there's, um, well, who's, who's funding this thing? So you're being brought together to, as, um, as a professional team to solve some problems funded by someone, an organization, could be you. Uh, why, what's that inciting incident and purpose and stuff that overall says, we need pe someone to be addressing these things. And that can be like examples in my career, the, the need for, um, uh, let's see, uh, design patterns and, and UI frameworks and means to rapidly publish and share information in the early days of my career or ways to, um, to communicate about the lineage of data and how are we using it or, or, or using it well or, or misusing it, understanding it or misunderstanding it. Or um, let's see, <laughs> launching uh, new brands and rebuilding all the core systems of a business and all the things that face the clients in one giant effort. <laughs> and that, it, these are examples of stuff that I've, that I've, um, I've been privileged to be of service and help out with. Um, and I can go on and on, um, bringing uh, connective capability to an organization that, that, um, that is used to producing products that don't have software or, um, electronics and communication and whatnot in, in especially the ability to make that configurable and behave smartly and whatnot. That, yeah, that was a lots of newness, right? And, but building on and integrating with existing um, constituencies. So there's a map, 
that you start out with, the inciting incident. And that has this funding and space to bring people together. So then it's like, who's that initial core starting to, to bring stuff together? And are, are they thinking about um, what's missing of, of that core? What skills are present? What skills need to be present to, to get started? Who leads what? And then how do you start to operate? How do you work toward outcomes? What's your approach? Like, for instance, some folks will say, well, we're agile and we, you know, we do uh, a combination of, you know, we maintain a, um, you know, a product backlog that gets, you know, put into different releases. And, um, you know, we sort of, you know, we work this stuff and do our estimates and we run sprints and et cetera, et cetera. You're, you're doing all the agile stuff. That's fine. That's a kind of method to operate to, that you operate within to work toward outcomes you need something like that teams need to bring about stuff over time and be able to um uh learn from their change that you, they bring into the world how is that affecting um everyone uh, one constituency i forgot to mention of course is the actual team itself so you're bringing about positive outcomes for the the whoever's funding the team whoever the, the team is serving as an audience, and then the team itself. Because everyone has a... Um, as, as much as sometimes we, we, we kind of role-play the story of, oh, there's a permanency among all these, these gatherings and these businesses and these teams and these groups, people's careers um, ebb and flow and they, they, they come together and they, they move their own ways and they have their paths. How do you make this experience of being part of this team, um, a positive one for uh, along the path of all these different individuals that are involved. That needs to be considered as well. So that's part of the, um, successful outcomes of, you know, those, those three sets of goals to think about. Um, okay. So you have that map and the inciting incident. You've got the team, you've got the skills and where, what do you have, what do you need? You've got how you operate, but then you've got, um, well, what kinds of specific outcomes? So you had something general that's kind of helped you get chartered and have you have an overall purpose of what is success overall for this team, but then you've got to make that more specific. And um, there are kinds of success that you can observe based on, well, we know we're doing the right thing when we're treating people well. And so you have a certain way of being that, okay, great. Then think about how you want to observe and measure and manage that over time. So, because especially ways of being types of things are less clear and they need some kind of capturing and observation over time and ability to reflect on that, which I'll get to that in a couple minutes or in a minute. I don't know. We'll see how long it takes. So you have to have this, um, like your kinds of outcomes that some of them are going to be thresholds where we want to sell this many products. We want to um, save people this much time. We want to um, collect fans who are really affected by and love what we do. And we're going to start out hoping for this many, and then we'll see where we go from there. And how do we get to this, these numbers? There's thresholds, and thresholds are numbers that you can, you have some mechanism to, um, you know, observe and manage toward and whatnot. So, you, you've got these outcomes that that map to like the core purpose that helped this team get founded. But then you've got, um, well, 
that that sort of helps you understand if you're serving the audience and serving the organization. But what about the team itself? Now you need um, these connecting goals of the individuals that combine both where do they individually want to um, make a difference toward the big goals that relate to the common purpose, but then also them nourishing every individual to say, like, where are you going to help to continue to grow? And that relates to this next point, too, of, so you you know, so you get the individual goals that deal with how they relate to the team goals, but also their own goals, because on a variety of levels, you're creating a learning mechanism in, or, in order for that team that's just starting out to um, succeed, you need to be able to adapt. And the, a great adaptation process is just learning. And so what are you trying to learn about your audience? What are you trying to learn about making this product be the best that it can be? And uh, a combination of factors, the, the, like, of, of, like thinking about sustainability. Uh, maybe it's about power efficiency. Maybe it's about uh, materials that are, uh, you know, have low carbon footprint. Or let's see, maybe the, it's, a, it's about making the product take less steps to make or um, adapt quicker. So listen to feedback and then respond to feedback quickly, whatever that is. So there, you're trying to learn how to do that. So that's, that's where the, the team itself has all sorts of, I think a lot of energy and possibility if, if you look at a team as a learning machine. Because of what it means is, um, like the opposite of that would be a team is a um, is this sort of transactional vessel for executing upon a predetermined will to predetermined outcomes, fully um, inflexible, right? So, but learning has the flexibility and the possibilities. That's where you get the most out of everyone, as we as as everyone says. I'm a part of like my own career path, but I'm also part of this other bigger purpose that I, that I believe in, that I, that I know I can affect with my voice. And I'm going to be able to bring the most of, of, of me and feel important. And, and, and this is worthwhile. And part of my, um, you know, part of the story of my, my career and all that. And it's not about, oh, and that's how, why people should sleep under their desk and, you know, live for only this. I just mean it's part of their professional story, this portion of their life. That's, um, I suppose that's a, that's a separate topic, thinking about the grind and sustainability and all that with, uh, with work. But um, then, let's see, so you're learning about your audience, you're learning about what you're making, and uh, you're learning about the process. And in all cases, you're, you're doing this to, to serve everything better, serve the organization and the audience and then the individuals making the stuff better. Learning goals, that's a big one. Um, and then there's sort of the, um, the connective wisdom uh, that, that keeps things uh, flowing better. So you don't have sort of an amnesia between uh, months and quarters and years. So how are you, how are you building and, and rec recalling those important um, events that you're measuring? And then even the bit of the story of the, the, the team's evolution and whatnot of um, there's, there's your knowledge. You need to store it somewhere. You need to look back at it from time to time. 
And part of what you're, you're remembering is not just the stuff that happens, but also how it happened and also what you celebrated. And also to remember to keep, to remember to celebrate things and to remember that you celebrated them. <laughs> um, so things like, you know, recognition of, of getting there, like you, you get getting to the thresholds and um, being there, being part of this thing. It is such a huge uh, portion of people's, you know, uh, living day to day and their, your, your career is a pretty big, you you're sort of, your, your working years of your life. It's a, it's a big part of your life. Why not, um, you know, remember and honor that and care about it and care for it and, and make purposeful things that, that help you get there. And I don't mean every single person needs to blog and journal and write tons of things all the time, but you can, you'd be surprised how just writing a little bit on a consistent basis will get you a long way toward not forgetting lessons and, um, and then seeing your growth. And that gives you a, a, a narrative of that, that you can relate within your team and help, help there be an actual, um, like some kind of meaningful connection and culture among that group of people, but then also convey, um, new, let's see, convey insights to the wider audience. So, so the, the organization you're serving or the community that you're serving, or like, for instance, maybe like, this is where you can, um, you know, build and share wisdom to the wider world or of whatever kind of product or service you do. You probably have industry and, um, related, uh, I don't know, creative or business discipline events that talk about stuff, and that affect you and your career and your team's career. And I happen to have been like really, really fortunate, uh, you know, being part of an organization that was, you know, trying a new way of collaborating that, um, uh, that I was there to help, you know, form a team and share it. I've said that this is publicly, this is when I was hired um, by a large retailer to, to, to form a, this, uh, to not, I didn't form, I was part of the, the initial set of members on this team to, uh, to demonstrate rapid applied research and design in, in, a, in a very hyper-collaborative way. So it wasn't about, um, you know, prescriptions and handoffs of problems or whatnot. It was about teaming up and working together to, to learn as much as you can, as quick as you can, to make really useful, informed, credible choices about is something seeming to be feasible, viable, and desirable. Feasible as in, are we set up to build this? How well set up? And is it viable? Is, does it seem like this, you know, makes sense for, um, uh, like there will be a successful trade and, and this will be financially successful. And then, uh, the desirable being the sort of, you know, the human factors, um, uh, emphasis on is, is there, let's see, is it recognized as useful? Is it, is, do people pick it up and, 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 um, and make use of it and how do they feel about it and all that stuff in the end. And, and does that feed into a positive cycle of, of more people wanting it and using it and stuff? Um, and then, and we did, uh, we did a fair amount of public speaking, multiple events, different times over a couple of years. And that's, that's pretty satisfying. It's pretty awesome to be, um, be of service in that way. And, um, and I think part of that comes from being able to remember the flow of the the story and the decisions and whatnot. And so even um, simple rituals like uh, the having a retrospective on a frequent enough basis and asking yourself and each other 
um, what's what's working, what's not working, and what do we want to celebrate, and how what are we really appreciative of and stuff. And now that helps a lot because people are seen and heard and recognized and um, remembered. So really nice stuff to do and not just nice to do to be human and kind, but also um, to, to build and build something that can be bigger than what it started. And so this, the, you know, that team that's, that maybe, maybe start out and it's too big and you learn from that and you adapt, but it's important to adapt to make things sustainable. So, um, you know, maybe you, you start out and you discover that you could do more and, and now you need to grow. But then if you're, if you're covering these bases of, you know, having a, um, an awareness of how you map into the, to the larger organization and the core purpose, something, some broad brush, you know, why this team exists. And then you've got, you, you know, the, the skills and who leads what, and, um, although not collaborating in a severe way, but, but good ideas come from everywhere and all that. Um, and then you've got a way to operate. You've got your specific outcomes that map to the purpose. You've got the individuals caring about, uh, you know, goals that map to those outcomes and themselves because growing the people is part of the mechanism of um, uh, a sane, humane, professional environment. Um, then you've got the, the, the collective, the, the team learning goals about your audience and what you're making. How can you can always make things better and learn more about who you're making it for, um, which informs like where, what you should make next and how you can adapt and, and, and be a better service or product. And, um, and then the process and how, you, how you're bringing that about. You can learn about all that. And then what are you remembering? What are you, how are you storing this knowledge over time? And what kind of rituals help generate the knowledge and stuff? Things like um, retrospective reflection and things like that. And what are you celebrating? Anyway, those are pieces and parts of helping, um, helping a team be a, a healthy, uh, happy learning machine. In my opinion, <laughs> and I've seen it work. I've seen it work. I've been, I've been part of it many times over my career and, um, I've refined and, and, um, uh, and I adapt. I mean, I'm not a prescriptive individual. I have, um, principles and then how those principles apply, you know, if, if they're compatible with where I'm serving and where it really depends on where that org is. So I don't really have a recipe for this, but this is the closest I can get to say, these are the parts I look for. And that if they're, if they're missing, I try to find a way that in to make them important in a, in the context with where I'm at. And I think, uh, I can point to enough, some, a variety of examples, which I'm not working on sharing specific anecdotes right now. I've already covered plenty of time, but this was, uh, another one of those, uh, an update in the user experience for all series. And the idea that like what I shared isn't some, um, uh, really, uh, it may be challenging uh, parts of this might, may fit or not fit where you are but they fit with whatever role. Like if you're an artist collaborating with other artists, if you are a, um, like a, a publisher looking to, um, you know, make, uh, like a successful, sustainable, um, team, then, well, this is useful. Like, and if you're making a product, this is useful. There's all sorts of things where, uh, especially if you get outside of the individual creator, uh, this is definitely about a team, 
But even then, there, there are pieces and parts of this, you know, these concerns that I think help you as an individual as well, because uh, there are multiple hats to wear. And I guess we didn't go into the overall, like what areas of concern make for, um, like what other things should exist for feasibility, viability, and desirability to, to function. So yeah, you need to find a way to operate, uh, efficiently, like get, get your, um, uh, whatever your, your, you know, buy low, sell high, find a, find efficient way to be, uh, to, to supply your, your pens and markers or whatever, you know, raw materials you use and all that stuff. All right. Like, so we, there's lots of other things to point at, uh, and, and paths to explore in this. This is not like a complete business plan machine and, um, you know, how to plan and pitch it and, you know, have a strategy and tactics, all that in one box. Really, <laughs> it's only the, thinking about like a functioning unit of capability, which is a team brought together for an overall shared purpose that then that team gets to explore into deeper, more useful specifics. Okay. Um, a little bit of retroactive explaining there, but, uh, and that's what I do with the user experience for all thing. It's, it's just taking a look, a raw look at, you know, ideas and things I've found useful throughout my career related to, uh, making things, products, experiences, and how that the the tools and, and and disciplines involved in user experience, the ideas of of research and collaboration, and systemic thinking, uh, and you know, I mean, and using design as like this general, very powerful way to to um, to define and to find the right problems, to define them, and then to, to um, explore paths towards solving them well, giving the context of their, their audience and business and also who's working on them. All right. There we go. I think, that, I think that's an episode right there. So, yep, this has been the Polytechnicast. I'm Rob Stenzinger, and um, I come from a background of design and, and, and applied research and, and making stuff, uh, interactive systems especially, and uh, right now I, I make, I teach, and I coach. And this is the kind of things that, uh, that, that I like to share. If, if, um, if you're thinking that, um, that this kind of thinking is useful, you're gonna, you, you might want to uh, check out my workshops and or check out my coaching. So my workshops are easily findable via robstenzinger.com. And you can find how I'm teaching via Skillshare. So you might be a member there. If you're not using the link on my site, you'll get two free months to sign up. And uh, Skillshare, there's it's like a Netflix-ish thing for um, for people teaching. And uh, you'll find tons of classes, tons of different topics. And then I've got I've got three out there, and one of them is very much uh, user experience focused. It's uh, drawing uh, user journey maps to uh, to design and collaborate. So. Yeah, Skillshare, and then I've got a, my, my Gumroad store, and then uh, that's all easily findable via robstenzinger.com. And also, if my coaching, if you're interested in, in um, really you know, delving deeper into this and you're doing your own building and path, you want to think through this stuff, you want a, a, uh, a collaborative brain trust to help work through those, that kind of problem solving, something I, I can help you with, at, uh, just go to robcoach.me. You can give it a try. It's free to sign up. Go and and get a uh, a discovery session to learn about how this coaching might be useful for you and uh, test it out. So again, that would be robcoach.me. 
And if you have any thoughts or questions about this kind of stuff, any of these updates uh, on the Polytechnicast, you can uh, reach me on the social sites where I am Rob Stenzinger. And via, or, you know, via good old-fashioned email, I am rob at shieldsstenzinger.com. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs>